0: Hey folks, and welcome to the Daily Ratings Podcast. It's a show where each week, we sit down with Vincent Daly to get his thoughts on the latest movies he's been watching. Both older films and new releases. And don't worry, there's no spoilers. Vince will give a brief review of the movie, share some thoughts, and of course, then rate the film. The Daily Ratings are always fair, honest, and most importantly, they're consistent. On today's show, Vince will be rating and reviewing... West Side Story, the 1961 version, directed by Jerome Robbins and Robert Weiss. West Side Story, the 2021 version, directed by Steven Spielberg. Coda by C.N. Header, And we have newly released Fresh by Mimi Cave and The Atom Project, directed by Sean Levy. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Mr. Vincent Daly. How we doing, buddy? Tommy Boy. How's it going? It's going super well. Uh, How was your week of movies, man?
1: Week was... uh, Week was (laughs) alright. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I was happy to do kind of an Oscar roundup. Uh, Oscars are on the 27th, I believe. and. Yeah, and luckily, throughout the uh, throughout the time of the podcast, I've covered a lot, uh, but there were some things that slipped through the gap. I'm happy some to stragglers, yeah, to at least catch up on the the overwhelming. Ten uh, best picture nods, a little ridiculous, but you know. Uh,
0: so I actually like the ten. You like the I'm ten? Gla- okay, I'm, yeah, I'm glad they went from uh, five to ten. I, I think I can't
1: remember. Did they do ten last year with the with the thin type of? Uh...
0: Yeah, they've done ten for a few years now. Oh, I think. okay, okay. Um, I like it. I'm fine with the ten. I mean, I, I just hate the Oscars. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm switching from five to ten, I'm fine with sure. Sure, um, but and I'm glad that you kind of did. We did some. Uh, some cleanup work here.
1: Yeah, and I think that's uh, you know I I will let folks at home uh, discover maybe what my pick is. I won't say it uh, <laughs> outwardly. You know what would be my maybe my top four running well, uh, at know? the end
0: of the show. How about that? because yeah, right, that way we okay. hit all ten.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so uh, I don't but, think I'm not uh, rooting for any of them. Yeah, <laughs> and the only thing I'm rooting for is for
0: things to lose.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it was it was a really good time catch up on these unfortunately wasn't a, a massive fan uh, of 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 anything this week except maybe maybe one but uh nonetheless always like to talk about movies and and if anything that gives me more ammo in the belt you know i can talk about you know something of why i think it is maybe more middle of the road or why it doesn't work for me and i, I think uh sometimes those make for better than me just kind of gushing for <laughs> you <laughs> but, know i love the bad ones uh, I you do, love, you like filling out the <laughs> i love it right right and it's
0: funny because i don't have to watch the bad ones <laughs> sorry <laughs> all right let's get let's get going with some classics here so we're going to start with West Side Story, the original, this is 1961. Um, I mean we 've all know it we 've all heard of it, even mm-hmm. without the new one coming out. so how did this original fare? What did we get
1: here? yeah, so so this was actually rated uh, for the site uh, and for when when Tom and I were were doing this as a, as a pastime, really folks at home uh, so uh, i 'm coming back to this uh, more as a revisit uh, and to put meat on the bones of what my review is going to be, but uh, for maybe those with the keen eye on the site that may have seen this in some capacity uh, I, I'm a strong believer that my my rating for it was when I was, you know, uh, considering film in this lens. Uh, through a critical lens, through trying to take this very seriously and for some sort of, you know, pass-off for someone to watch this or have as a watching guide for it.
0: I'm trying to wa- Do you remember when you watched this? So, and again, folks, so everyone knows at home, we've been working on this list for... I don't know, it's disputed between you and I how uh, long uh, yep. we've been working on it. Yep. I I thought we've been work hashing this out for like four and a half years. Mm-hmm. You think it's been longer than that? I think it's been longer. Uh, but, but regardless, you know, we've been sitting down periodically, and it would just be me on a couch and Vin on the other yeah. couch, and we would be <laughs> like, what's the, the movies, movies you watched in the past month or two yep. months or whatever? Yep. Uh, and of course, it was just naturally kind of was a podcast. Yep. I believe how far back?
1: West Side Story was a watch I believe off of a, a co-worker recommendation, because I just came, went to a new team, uh, and my friend Melissa Mato. She she recommended. She, she said, "Oh, you should watch West Side Story." Because I was just into movies. You know, we weren't talking in the context of, "Oh, I'm scoring these movies in any sort of way." Right. You and I uh, were. Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 but yeah. but you know that wasn't outwardly. Uh, right. Done. Yeah. Uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah. it would have been like, "Well, yeah." So I want to say, not even a podcast. Uh, t- you just sit on the couch. <laughs>
0: You just sit the with your weirdos? buddy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, a long time ago. Uh, At least yeah. three years ago. At least three years, I would say. Uh, West Side Story, of course, the 1961. This is an Oscar powerhouse. This was, I mean, previously reviewed, like I said. I was ecstatic to revisit it because it really is such a landmark film. Important to understand in the context of this remake as well because – with the remake getting critical play praise, uh, initially, I think my objective in approaching this review is, can both films exist side by side? Is there even value in seeing both? Uh, you know, this is a Broadway adaptation, so I have no problem that there is a remake of West Side Story to begin with. You know, there's there's I have no problem with that. It's more so... Not that it has to be a competition between the two, but what is going to speak to the source material best? Uh, and most importantly, what comes out better in the end result is kind of my objective Yeah, Yeah, what is, what
0: is the better... Film.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, this film, of course, is the musical romance between Tony and Maria, uh, driven apart through racial gang divides of the Jets and the Sharks. Uh, pretty, pretty damn classic. Uh, even, even in how the uh, the big proper names of this film are, are summarized. I mean, it was it was an e- you know I I don't per se even like summarizing films. I like just talking about them. But <laughs> it was just so easy because this is truly just such a classic. We talk a lot about watching in the present day on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And this movie is a perfect example of something being timeless. The pitch of a Latin-Cuban jazz musical that is a modern-day take of Romeo and Juli- Juliet, that is as electric as an elevator pitch as it is in modern day, and I would hope for 100 years from now.
0: It absolutely carries through. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Just just an improvisation on Romeo and Juliet, or or at least framework of that. Uh, again, just the, the Latin-Cuban jazz roots of it, the jazz ballet that is within this performance, It it, it creates a... A feeling of its own. It almost creates a a world of its own. You yeah. know? Uh By no means would this be a realistic take on inner city gang violence in 1957 when this you know uh, rough ballpark takes place with the original broadcast or um, uh, Broadway run. Uh, but still, it, it it creates such a continuity in itself and it's its commitment to just how much of a musical it is. And and that's speaking about this film specifically. I think again why I stress this this watching in present day so much is because there's, there's such an energy on screen. There's not really a timed aspect to this because the songs are going to be remaining the same. Uh, we'll obviously talk about in the new West Side Story. There is a kind of a a remixing, a zigzag of the order of events, which I think is refreshing. You know, it's not exactly B for Yeah,
0: ex- yeah, that's good. It's not carbon copy. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. And I, I'm sure, obviously, Spiel- Spielberg wanted to and and had excitement in revisiting such a such an iconic film, icon- iconic, iconic uh, Broadway play.
0: I feel like for for him too. Spielberg's just not going to go and do somebody else's thing. I think he's just mm-hmm. like, I need to make this different for me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mm-hmm. very much like, no, no I'm not just going to take somebody's work. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's very much, like, I think he wanted to put his own thumbprint on it for sure. I,
1: I agree. I agree. A- and and so, I mean, I'll get into some of my notes with the new one, but uh, a pretty... Pretty bombastic thing to do because West Side Story is such a landmark film. I, I remember listening to an interview uh, with Michael Bay of all directors, <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> Michael Bay, <laughs> and he credits West Side Story as one of the landmark films that shaped his his view as a director. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. What and- cu-
0: what cut did he watch with with explosions? <laughs> And like lasers and stuff that he well, I, got all the inspiration from.
1: It, 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 believe it, it's a pretty phonetic film, this old West Side Story. I mean, I, I, a lot of I pyrotechnics, don't know. A lot of pyrotechnics
0: <laughs> in the film, I guess, that Michael Bay really was captured by. A
1: lot of, of transformer <laughs> sounds. And,
0: no, but that's yeah. awesome, though. That's that's cool. Yeah,
1: I, I think, like I said, I think the the pitch of this movie, uh, 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 the the matching of a classic story with a, a kind of an improvisation through the creative. Creative lens of Latin jazz. Uh, I, I think it's really electric. I think partly in the execution of the film, why it is so good are the dance sequences. The pacing in this film is incredible. Mm. Uh, I, I really do love how dance sequences are just so alive. It brings a an action film quality, and 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 really that Mike that that Michael Bay interview, and totally aside, <laughs> it, there there is action quality <laughs> to the dancing because it's supposed to relay. Through jazz ballet, which is definitely not an action. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like the big umbrella that's action. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, but through jazz ballet is supposed to depict gang violence. Mm-hmm. And I, once again, a return to the commitment to the style, this film creates a reality that jazz ballet is a logical way to explore this gang violence and so so amazing for it. These action oh, these actions these dance sequences mm-hmm. are like action sequences and and keep keeps the audience engaged it really does have almost a modern film pacing for that reason does that that make sense?
0: No absolutely I think that's awesome Um, I think it's something so easy to mess up so Mm -hmm. to hear it's done so well I Mm -hmm. think it's extremely impressive and it's no shock I mean you think about how well known the movie is and everything like that but that's cool you know it's a two and a half hour movie Mm -hmm. and that the pacing is good and it's able to keep you bring you into those moments and entertain you a bit Mm -hmm. much like an action sequence does or something like that Um, and it sounds like with the music used and like those, those sequences, mm-hmm. the dance sequences and music, I'm sure it just somehow resembled that rough-and-tumble kind of 50s New York like, gang stuff. It's just mm-hmm. funny because obviously you're pairing musicals with gangs. Right, right. But when it's a type of music, it had some type of rough-and-tumbleness. I'm sure it mm-hmm. somehow emulated... The time period, or, the I, or the I think so, and and, and, and even with.
1: yeah, even if it's not, even if you look at it and say, oh well, that's not realistic at all. Well, sure, that's sure. also not the point, and the film never sells you on that unrealism. No, From the it's, word it's, go, it is. Uh, it's not true. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. People are very artsy and jet. Ja- you know, <laughs> they're, they're breaking out and stepping out. You know, uh, that is uh, that is definitely. um it sells its own idea just from the commitment to just how cool it really is in execution this this jazz ballet i'll get into a little bit of my criticism i i, I think i kind of come 50 50 with with my recommendation with this or at least a tone back because i will say this is capital m musical if you are not a fan of musicals this is not going to hit for you exactly. it's got me
0: right on it yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah that was full in the greece
0: has this hell soft spot in my heart
1: oh that's true that's true
0: but uh, other than that it's tough for me
1: yeah uh but <laughs> uh, I, I i'll
0: I'm just thinking, I'm yet to watch La La Land. And you're just like, just watch it. It's fantastic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man that's that's where the magic mix is again it's we have a dynamite idea commitment to how pacing is done and action is presented on screen or at least what what feels action qualities to how the the film is presented and i would say the the cornerstone of why this all works the cinematography here is the biggest highlight and definitely why this is leagues above the 2021 Spielberg rendition of this. Uh, Mm. The cinematography is excessively good. Uh, I mean... It's awesome. It is so... I mean, not only the choreography of how to utilize a frame and... Illustrate uh, something unique. I mean, we're just coming off of, well, maybe not just, but coming off of Fred Astaire February. I mean, I'm pretty in tune with choreography and and reviewing it cri- critically. When it comes to how scenes are shot, there there really is not to kind of, not to have a pun to it, but there really is a dance between. What is being presented through the choreography and the camera angles, the 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 shots to match it, uh, and to have visual storytelling through that, again, excessively good is 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 my thoughts on that. The colors are so bright in the foreground, mm. uh, especially on the shark side. You know, we have very flamboyant purples contrasted with blues, and often those colors are on dresses and suits, and where I'm talking about how this is the cornerstone to why everything works is because the colors are emphasized in the foreground of the shot, it flawlessly uh, complements... That these dance sequences are really the life on screen. That's when you can't take your eyes off off the screen, or you don't want to. Much like mm. an action sequence, it, and you're drawn in almost, you know, kind of kind of primally to the colors moving on screen, yeah, and everything yeah. else is kind of de-emphasized behind it.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, that's awesome to hear. Exactly like that being done in sixty one through such basic oh, means, yeah. but like, I wish that simplicity was used more Mm -hmm, because it still holds up you know some people just with the way that different people use cinematography today and like they're trying to be cool or interesting Mm -hmm. and they ruin it Mm -hmm. when it's like something small like that
1: Uh, yeah something so simple as color design Mm. you know I mean, this is not you know this is not really complex stuff uh, especially even in the implementation it's not like they're 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 matching things you know too complexly it's just that it's done so excessively well and it's done specifically to complement the dancing guess what the whole thing's dancing the whole thing's (laughs) jazz ballet you know, so uh, it, it it really is just uh, just just such a follow through on the idea of what they wanted to accomplish, and again, pieces working together so nicely.
0: That's awesome. Uh, uh yeah. we'll just want to mention then cinematographer is Daniel L. Flapp. Oh Fapp, yeah, yeah, and he did did a lot of work, but uh, sure, and the, this going back then too. Yeah, so. some of the stuff that he did was The Great Escape, The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Mm. I mean, it unbelievable work. I but, would love
1: to revisit Great Escape. I don't think that's actually on the ratings. Oh, that would be a blast. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's uh, Steve uh, McQueen. Stephen Queen special maybe <laughs> that would
0: be phenomenal. Yeah, that would be, be good. really good. Well, people write in see if they you know, see if they'd be interested in that. There or we not. go.
1: Uh, and like I said, uh, not to go on too long about this, I think my final thoughts really boiled down to a very simple factor that again, this is capital M musical. This is this is about as musical as it gets, and songs are back to back. I would say almost relentlessly. There's not a lot of time to sit without either a song playing or a choreography unfolding on the screen, even with if if it's without singing or mm-hmm. anything like that,
0: and not annoying.
1: Yeah, and and, and you know, I would be
0: because I feel like I would be annoyed by that.
1: Uh, it's not annoying for me. I just think I have to kind of consider that a little bit for the palatability, and and that's why we're talking about it, right? If right. You know, much you know specifically as well, you Tom. If folks at home know that musicals are not their bag, this is not going to hit in the same way. It still may hit. I'm still following through on. I think this is a great film, and yeah. I think a lot can be appreciated here but that's that's where i kind of counterbalance it a little bit uh if you do though if musicals are your bag and somehow (laughs) you haven't seen this movie well guess what you have a stellar movie to watch we're gonna go ahead and give west side story 1961 and 81
0: 81, a phenomenal score. Yeah. And, you know, that it holds up to his name then. Absolutely. It's well deserving of that score. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and really a joy to watch. I, I was almost surprised how much I enjoyed re- re-watching it, especially since fairly recently I did really I, – I was, you know, kind of knives out on this, uh, you know, to to watch it critically. So uh. Yeah. It was, it and was, especially because you just
0: great. did watch a critic. I mean, it's only been a few years, but yeah. like you kind of did visit it already yeah. for the daily ratings. So Absolutely, having that same—I don't know—that's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, eighty-one for West Side Story. It's nice to see that. Something so iconic, you know. we Holds wa- up. Well, we watched a K-Mutiny recently. Well, you did. <laughs> right, exactly. It was laughable.
1: You're bringing up the, you uh, uh, ripping the bandaid on, on Bogart.
0: Bogart's ghost. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to see something, you know, 60 years later <laughs> yes. live up to its name.
1: I agree. And and 61 and is pretty damn early, too. We're not even talking late 60s, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, um yeah. You know, the... The evolution that happens late '60s and early '70s in film is—that's what really produces a lot of serious and a lot of the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it really is great to see that it can hold up like that. Very cool.
0: Eighty-one uh, is extremely good score. It's, so now you know we can't wait to see how this pairs against the twenty twenty-one. Remake. West Side Story with Steven Spielberg.
1: Steven Spielberg.
0: What did we get with this?
1: (laughs) Spielberg with the biggest balls on the block (laughs) thinking he could remake this movie. I, I, I do think you brought up a great point that he... He definitely wanted to make his own spin on it. Even I, not a screenwriter, uh, <laughs> you know, I can appreciate it, but uh, by no means, uh, you know, working in the biz. Even I, watching that that first West Side Story, it could see the potential for a modern evolution, a modern take of a lot of ideas. Okay, especially around racial conflict, the gang conflict. Even some characters in specific. uh, I I definitely see why this in 2021 at the time, of course, you know, right on December, uh, right on the cusp of 2022 would have potential and why someone would say, yeah, this is the time for, for a uh, West Side Story remake. So I'd, I want to give him credit there. You could that see there's...
0: that this, t- this was, cause I was kind of asking who's asking for this. Do you mm. think it works for the time? You
1: think? I, I think it's it, watching it. You say, oh wow, this could evolve very well to the film landscape of 2022. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you bring up a good point though. Who was really asking for this? You know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, musical they, heads, you know, theater. Well, dates, it's, sometimes it's just like, why are you touching such a classic? Sure. And if yeah. it's that
0: good, I mean, we just went through how good it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and what Spielberg's do you... not
1: really one for remakes either, if I'm correct. I, no, he really isn't. Yeah, yeah. So it's just
0: kind of weird where it's like, I mean, maybe it's a love note. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't really. Dig, dig that deep into it, and again, mm. we're sitting down or watching the movie for what it is, and, Very true. And, and and everything like that. Like I get sixty year anniversary, okay, you know, mm. but uh, it was interesting. I did feel like why. It just felt, again, it's like, oh, we're just re- remaking everything I these agree. days.
1: I agree. entirely. Yeah. I can't say this is a beat-for-beat beat remake either. Uh, there definitely is some, some craft into rearranging some things, uh, mostly for the better. I would say almost nearly 100% for the better. There's a lot oh, cool. more of a engagement to the story. Basically it's the same beginning and the movie kind of zigzags in the middle. Uh, songs get rearranged. Plot points get kind of blown out for more drama, more dialogue and overall as a result this is I would say a a notch lower on capital M musical, it is. It is a little bit less of a musical, and once again, for those that maybe you know gag at a musical <laughs> or can't 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 <laughs> stomach it, uh, you know maybe there's some potential there that this it could be your experience uh, to you know you know experiencing West Side yeah. Story.
0: Was it nice to see more story development and like character development in that? Where it's because you have less musical acts. No. <laughs> it's weaker. I think it's weaker. Okay. I wish I could say wow, okay. it, yeah.
1: Because it's more serious, it's more realistic. Colors are more muted hmm. in the gang violence. It's not all jazz ballet. Like there's weapons and, you know, and mm, things like that, okay. you know. So there's I, I think overall though by making this more realistic and more of a dramatic telling of the story, some of the magic is lost. It's it's a bit more lifeless, uh, if I wow, had to kind yeah. of give it a pitch. Um, there's muted colors, like I said. There's also an absurd amount of lens flare. I was questioning if J.J. Abrams was on a, wow, you know, on a producer. Really? Credit absurd amount of lens flare. You know, that's not
0: very... Um that's not very Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, and the cinematographer Spielberg used is a guy used for Schindler's List Man. and Savior Private Ryan. Yeah, who's not very right. Not Ryan. a lot of lens flare going on. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine if there wasn't Super maybe Ryan ma-
0: <laughs> maybe AJ, maybe JJ was on set one day or something like that. <laughs> Tom Hanks just squinting,
1: <laughs> squinting. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> I was gonna
0: make a joke when you made the Michael Bay. When you were yeah. like Michael Bay, I was like, "What's what are you gonna say next?" JJ <laughs> Abrams had like got lens flare from the original too. <laughs> That's pretty Little funny, did though. you know, yeah. right
1: on the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, what I want to return to, and I'm really not trying to say, oh, old is better. You know, I mean, I'm really going into this fresh, but when you watch that original there is like I said there is such a commitment to the style that yes maybe jazz ballet on the surface looks a bit silly especially when paired with a topic like gang and racial violence mm-hmm. but it's the commitment that all action is presented through jazz ballet is why it's good by having more realistic aspects of it by having maybe some actual fights instead of the jazz ballet when that is introduced guess what it comes off a little bit more silly it, it, it that, almost it, shoots itself in the foot. With ah, that. okay. Um, you know, that totally makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe when. Your characters exclusively interact by, <laughs> by performing you know interpretive dance in front of each other. It lends itself to a more fantastical look. I'm saying that the 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 gritty re- reboot of this is shooting itself in the foot.
0: It's more so an all or nothing. Yeah, let's have a gang. Let's have a gang movie where it's actually we're getting gang sure, movie. Yeah, or let's like if you're gonna do a musical, make it a full on musical if exactly. you're using these themes. I exactly. mean, that's yeah, it's all or nothing. That makes uh, sense.
1: And I just think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I you think in there ways going, where this could be new viewing audiences' West Side Story. It could be their generation's West Side Story. At hmm. the same time, I think because of that lack of commitment and almost the the awkward mashing of the artsy elements yeah. and the gang elements.
0: Were you sitting there and you, know, you were just like, pick a lane?
1: Oh, for sure. Like <laughs> kind of. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's a shame because I think it's a self inflicted wound, and if anything, it, it left me saying Spielberg, why didn't you go all the way and maybe really go, really go ham into creating something new? If this is gonna be like kind of like a a grittier, more realistic, more muted West Side Story, I don't know. Maybe rework the songs altogether. I mean, they would probably have to be songs. It would almost be blasphemous not to do the songs, but. I don't know. I, I, mm. I, It was, it was a step in a direction that I think did not commit to its step. Where that is the exact opposite of my, my criticism with the first one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. And for, for, for the betterment of the first one or, or the, the, the original. So yeah, I just think like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so <laughs> si- it's just so ser- silly seeing like them have like engine oil and dust on their face, and then they just break out. You know, and they start <laughs> they start jiving. Them okay, so jazz I would. Hey, yeah, and...
0: this is that's what I wouldn't like. Yeah, something tells me that that the original would strike a chord with me. Yeah, yeah. And the commitment to it, like you said, is that's different. You're mm-hmm. setting it up differently. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to split the baby a little bit, exactly. Um, it, that's it, where it, you would lose me. That's it, what that's it's eye rolling. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Eye rolling. And I think, if anything, oddly enough, with even though on the surface, it looks maybe more palatable for the non-musical fan audience. I, I, I'm i a strong, I, I strongly believe that this is, uh, because of the music elements, there's almost like spotlighted because it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, where is this coming from? Right. It almost hurts itself more. Again, I don't want to dig into it too much, but because it, ultimately this criticism kind of boils down to I prefer something else sure. in the interpretation right, of right. it. Right, right, but still uh, as
0: a singular movie. Yeah, I'm telling yeah.
1: you, it shoots itself in the foot. Uh, And it's lack of commitment, so... A a positive note is actually on Maria's side. Uh, Very interestingly in the script of this film, Spanish is constantly interwoven into the script, uh, with characters dipping in and out of English... Uh, when our motions are high, when emotions rise, the native language is there to meet it. And honestly, it is wonderful. I think it was mm. a uh, great immersion technique. If we are going to have more muted colors and not be able to spot a shark versus a jet, we can definitely spot it through how they're talking oh, and that's how that's they're cool. interacting with each other in, in, in more comfortable scenarios. So I think uh, that was it, it was really wonderful. A tiny bit odd because... The, you know, there really isn't a subtitle option when these come up. It comes up actually as generic text, like like emotional in Spanish or emotional in... Uh, it's very odd. Okay, uh, Mostly, I think it works, though, because it is always used in a way that the audience member... At least if you're paying attention, it, the audience member knows the story beats playing out. And it's used in a lot of time of recapping story beats to other Spanish characters. And again, it's only really coming out when emotions are high which obviously is a way to communicate, even if you don't know what the actual words are, a way to communicate the feeling of the scene, which I thought was successful. And probably the biggest highlight I have to this film, I thought it was a, a great evolution of... What a very Latin, very Spanish story is uh, about immigration and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great way to draw sides, which is what this is about. What what any kind of Romeo yeah, and Juliet that's... type of framework would be around drawing sides.
0: And how was how was how was Juliet's Romeo? And how uh... was Ansel El- El- Elgort? <laughs>
1: yeah, baby Driver. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's all right. I, I I had a note in here that I thought I, I was going to give him brownie points for kind of looking like the original actor. I I totally forget the original actor's name. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think he's all right. Uh, I think overall, everyone's pretty good. Actually, the, the best performance is actually Tony's brother, Biff. I forget actually the character's name. And I definitely don't know the actor's name. But he brought Yeah,
0: Riff. Mike, Mike Riff. Fast or Faced or something yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: Uh, he was actually very surprising, especially for a supporting role. At first, I saw him. I was like, this doesn't look like the guy. But he sold it. He I don't know if he has a long musical theater career oh, cool, or something. Cool. But you could tell like he was putting his all into this. All right, so. Ansel and 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 Maria is the other lead, Rachel Zegler, yeah, yes, I, it's certainly passable. Uh, good singing voices. I didn't think anything stand out, but at the same time, I wasn't really giving that type of praise to the previous one either. Right. So, as far as if I'm being honest with myself, uh, I think there are some, you know, on the positive side of this, uh, I think there are some renditions of songs I really do prefer in this movie uh, because of some visual storytelling that Spielberg dips into. Uh, the track uh, "G Officer Krupkite and then also the 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 very famous America, they're given so much more life because Spielberg's got the cash. <laughs> uh, they're working with many big uh, st- uh, sound sets uh, and stages, uh, I would imagine all within studio, but it looks really dynamite. And I would say most of all, the choreography, most of all, in these revised mm. versions, even though they're mixed around and rearranged sometimes. Oddly enough, they do kind of stand out as almost like the definitive versions of those songs. Okay, so, that's that's,
0: pl- that's a plus. I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and, and I want to give credit where credit is due. And and clearly, Spielberg is a powerhouse. So if he brought nothing to the table, I, I'd be really, you know, I'd be, be worked sure. up. Yeah. Uh, but I think he really does introduce, especially in the context of some songs and how they're introduced... Uh, and what plays out on, s- on screen, possibly some definitive versions of it between the two. And, and once again, if anything, that leads me to believe there, there might be uh, a prefer- preference for this one, as much as I have kind of a, a problem with its implementation. So, wow. But uh, that is really when I can appreciate this movie, uh, when it evolves what it's going after. Uh, it is a real shame that too often it feels like it just lacks spirit. And what is a musical? but spirit what is a musical but an explosion of feelings and emotion that can that are so high that are so built up absolutely that dance is the <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so true no it's absolutely i can true. only dance to get this out yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know i mean i i think lacking that uh, you know it, it's certainly original in ways but it's kind of the um the the pitfall of trying to remake a classic like this we're gonna go ahead and give west side story 2021 a sixty-five. Okay,
0: sixty-five.
1: I don't certainly think that- parts to admire,
0: but. Yeah, I mean, sixty-five is basically what you're saying is, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it basically and, and it basically stops there. And yeah.
1: I think it's mostly good because of the source, you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, I mean, there's there's only so much it could sink low because that source is so. Dark
0: and I think light. it's I think that Ooh. represents it phenomenally. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, go from an eighty-one to a sixty-five, mm-hmm. and it didn't crush it completely. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. All right, I think a sixty-five makes sense. And again, if you're looking for a bit of a change up or looking for a modern spin on things, maybe you really would, you know. Go ahead and check this one out.
1: Sure, sure. And I think again in the fact that some of these some of these segments are really the definitive ways to maybe see it play out with the choreography. I think there is enjoyment as well for maybe those die hard West Side Story fans that are not going to want any kind of remake as well. So
0: Right, of course. Okay, Vince, so, all right, we go from West Side Story there for 65. We're going to go ahead and do one more previously released. Again, this is also a 2021. West Side Story came out after this film, but we want to kind of pair those together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this one is Coda. Mm-hmm. Again, Oscar buzz, of course. Mm-hmm. Up for Best Picture. Yeah, right. Apple TV? An uh- Apple
1: original? <laughs> You read my mind. Are you uh, looking at my notes? No, sir, no. You logged into my... I promise, sir, no. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) It's Coda here. Uh, What what do we have?
1: An Apple original uh, wasn't too happy to add my credit card back into their nightmare system. (laughs) But but it was too perfect to cap off the remaining Best Picture nods in this episode, Mm, Yeah, you know, the week right before. Uh, Because we obviously, you know, next week's episode, it's going to be too late with that, Uh, especially if you at home folks are are looking to watch these at all. Coda is is another one like Drive My Car uh, that unfortunately has me scratching my head a little bit for the buzz on it. Uh, Coda is a high school family comedy drama focused around a musically inclined uh, teenage girl uh, named Ruby that is played by Amelia Jones who has been in things. I have not <laughs> seen her <laughs> in other things, but yeah, she's doing a good job here. Uh, her love of singing, honestly, is the the focal point here. And it's paired, ironically, in the film as she is the only non-deaf character in a family of four. And This is where a fairly simple movie becomes huh. interesting. Uh, I think for starters, the family, the mother... The father and the son are fully deaf actors uh, in real life. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, and oh, this is getting interesting. It is. It is. And while I can't say I have seen much sign language in acting, I think all of them are really doing a great job. There's a lot of subtleties that are incorporated into the son. Uh, a a very much almost i would say an entire subtle arc that's really never can in black and white explained or confronted uh for the mother but definitely there if you're if you're paying attention uh, for her kind of arc with her relationship to the daughter and then of course uh, we have a nod for best supporting actor uh being uh troy Kotsur. I think it's Kotsur. Yeah, Kotzer. Coach, sir. Coach, sir. <laughs> uh and um, playing the father. Playing the father again, fully deaf actor in real life, uh, and largely a com- comedic performance. Which I gotta say, despite me scratching my head of this being best picture, I I will say I can fully get behind him being in the running here for best supporting. Uh, cool. I was impressed not only that the Oscars would recognize such a comedic performance, hmm. uh, because usually that's you know the Death Seal is is comedy. Yeah, but, absolutely, yeah. But I guess uh, what do we know? Don't look up is in <laughs> is in the best picture, or not oh, so. Right, I mean, yeah. it's all out the window. <laughs> but but I, I really... It is best supporting, correct? It's yes, not best. best I, okay. okay. Uh, and I really do think he's up for the running. I, uh, uh, Syrian Hines uh, is still my choice from Belfast, much like Judy Dench on the Best Supporting Actress. Signed is uh. is my choice. I think those duo uh, in Belfast was definitely my choice, but I, I could see him very much being in the running. And he does have a career uh, to him being as a deaf actor, uh, a lot of bit roles, but was was in some feature films. So very good to see. And I can't stress enough, he. Is able to. I mean, oddly enough, I mean, it, it, almost against all odds, he is is able to build in some serious depth to sign language acting to, a voiceless, yeah, to, to a voiceless character to a voiceless character. Yeah, a lot of that is through eyes. Uh, a lot of that is through worry as well
0: just overall uh, like body language yeah i mm-hmm. think my
1: favorite parts are when he wants to experience something with his daughter but he's instead of looking at his daughter he's constantly looking around to see if he should react in a certain way it's it is some really wow. good storytelling with huh. him uh, or at least uh, a storytelling through his performance which obviously is is something to to look at regardless of the sign language and I think that's where he could really be in the running because it's taken over the top the fact that this inclusion of an actual deaf actor mm-hmm. in addition to others is really is it's it's a move that should be rewarded simply because it's a creative limitation and and it's a hurdle that they are self-imposing on them uh, on the film itself. Uh, not only that, they they get over that hurdle perfectly. And it's really good on top of
0: See, it. And it, it's honestly, it's just so great to hear that he's in this spot and he's deserving of it. And if he gets it, and the fact that you're saying, like, oh, he has a really good chance, that's yeah, absolutely. great. At, at, for this one, we can say the Oscars weren't trying to be mm, woke in any sort of yeah. way or something like that. Exactly. This is a deserving actor to be in this spot. 100%. Awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's where I really wanted to dedicate some time to talking about it. Yeah, because yeah. Even though I'm, I'm pretty lukewarm on this film there are standouts uh you know what i mean uh, there there's I, I see no problem with the best nod towards him and best supporting actress uh, or actor mm-hmm. but where it gets into this uh you know it's 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 a pretty pretty straightforward movie um the whole movie is around the conflict of normal life with the pressures of Ruby's integral responsibilities to her family, uh, so that they may have a normal life as well. It's 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 definitely not the you know it's not a problem that I don't have uh, that I that I have with the originality of it. And there's no doubt that this movie has heart. I'm not trying to be cold or heartless here, but this Best Picture nomination again has me scratching my head. If I'm being real, Tommy. This is like a like a really good Disney Channel movie. <laughs> this
0: is ah, it. that totally makes sense.
1: The framework of it, how drama is incorporated. You know, don't get me wrong. I I can get down with a with a xenon. I can get down with a smart house. Oh my God, <laughs> Every-
0: brink! Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Any day of the Go week, yeah, any <laughs> dome oh, walk? Yeah, but yeah. That's definitely talk about Oscars. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, but... I mean this is this is an an Oscar film this is not uh you know it, it is it is it is not a bad movie by any regards but there's 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 too much that is mm, it's just not there's there there's
0: nothing good there's nothing great about it mm-hmm. kind of par for the course in it's weird own way yeah so, Disney Channel Hallmarky kind yeah. of deal? <laughs>
1: Hallmarky maybe is a little bit more generous uh, to it. Uh, jokes aside, I think what gives me this Disney vibe is the opposition to the family throughout the film. Whenever they are confronted with any sort of ignorance, to their to their deaf uh, their deaf how they have to interact or the sign language sure. or or really anyone that is in conflict to the family to obviously have drama to the story, it's just met with such a, a cartoonish uh, ignorance. Like I believe the son is called like a freak at one point. It's like he's deaf. He's not like a leper or something like right, that. Right, right. It's it's just like it is so cartoonishly of like how the people that are intolerant to the family are absolutely bad guys like the worst of society and uh, that it's, tends it's, to be everyone in the film it's black that is and white it. yeah. yeah it's
0: very trying to set up a narrative or something like that and that's yeah. why you say disney you said hallmark would be giving it too much praise no no i
1: would say hallmark mean, is maybe a little bit more generous i think disney is uh, like i said i, I would rather
0: be on disney than hallmark <laughs> uh, yeah okay are you right. kidding me <laughs>
1: <laughs> when we're 90s kids you know well, like, That's yeah. true yeah but
0: uh, no i think i think that explanation that i mean
1: yeah it, it, that's that's really where the criticism and like i said jokes aside you know I, it's 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 definitely unfair to call something with this much inclusion and 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 this much really care into the heart of the story uh, clearly uh, i would imagine production members probably have and can speak from experience in you know, maybe deaf people in their life, or maybe even among the uh, production cast. I don't really know off the top of my head, but it's it's in the the cartoonishness of the opposition, of the antagonist to the story. Yes, it maybe keeps you engaged and, and why you should give a damn in this movie, but again, it's just... It, it, best picture, this is not. Uh, right. and I'm not trying to really just, you know, just dig into it, but it's it's just not there. Uh, it's, it's a little bit too simple this uh, of is, a
0: story. And this is where the Oscars almost were going for... Awokeness, and let's put it in for Best Picture.
1: Well, this goes back to my comment with the ten. Were they scraping the barrel with this one? I would say Mass is worth a nod over this. Uh, Oh yes, yeah. I I would say out of
0: all the movies, that's not really Scott
1: is dying. He produced two films, (laughs) swinging a miss. Oh, uh, uh, that's true. House of is not nominated no. for Best Picture. Uh, I think it's costume design. No Best See, Supporting. See, that's yeah. he got
0: screwed. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love to make fun the of Ridley man. Scott these days, <laughs> but man, did he get screwed? I mean, I he feel bad. He really did. Uh, What's your face deserves it? One hundred percent. Sure,
1: sure. Uh, yeah, Let I, I agree. Uh, go-
0: <laughs> but. Um, uh, scraping the barrel? Come on. There's been good movies gonna yeah. come that, that have come out.
1: Exactly. So, I, I again, don't get me wrong, folks. Uh, this is perfectly fine as a family movie. If anything, a very above average family movie with some serious, serious bonus points for the inclusion of multiple deaf actors. Again, I, I, I'm giving credit to this only both for, uh, yeah, not only both, for the execution of what is actually done on screen with these deaf actors, but again, the the desire to tell a story and do such justice to that 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 idea of a deaf family, you know, no one was twisting their arm for this. Right. You know, right. so I, I think that that deserves some serious bonus points. And like I said, I'll go so far to say that Troy it might be a real big front runner and certainly someone deserved Deserve of, it the, of, it. Yeah. Uh, of the Oscar. But content wise, this is a very, very well established youth drama formula uh, that we have all seen before. And I stress to you, watching this movie, again, not bad. Certainly a great, heart-filled family film. You can predict everything that happens in this film from the word go. We're going to go ahead and give Coda a 61.
0: Okay, 61, yeah. And you know, maybe, you know, if you have that if you want to sit down with the family and watch something, yeah. maybe your kids, you know, or, or maybe, you know.
1: Maybe this is a safe watch to introduce the Oscars as well to a family. I mean, I'm just kind of spitting out. No, absolutely. Bit,
0: yeah. But. And if you have kids that are able to, you know, understand the concept of, of what the film is mm-hmm. and everything like that, maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe that's where this film is and maybe where it just should be at. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think it's 61. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, it just makes me scratch my head because, especially when you consider Best Animated and the, the absolute you know, run train that Pixar does on the Oscars, you know, year after year. Uh, The stories told in some of the best Pixar movies, certainly, I I would argue, are worth more best best picture. Why are we not seeing that in this picture spot? Um, Right, right. It just, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. And like I said, much like driving my car, you know. Something on the sidelines.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right. So, all right. So, 61 for Coda. Mm -hmm. Those were our three previously released films. Coming up, we have our brand new 22 kind of in theaters, now released films. But first, of course, we're going to go ahead and go into our producer segment here. And we're so happy that today we have a producer on the docket, which we love. So, we're going to give a big shout out here to Loretta Vecchio. Uh, So, Loretta, we thank you for donating $100. Wow. Mm hmm. Which we love. Uh, Wait, are you which, me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, of course, uh, since she donated, she can go ahead and write a note in. And she says, this is a very entertaining, enjoyable, and informative podcast. Vincent's reviews are sincere and fair and provide tidbits of information which entice and whets the appetite for more. While captivating, while captivating the listener with a look into the director's vision and actors. Listen, listen wow. to this note. Wow. Vincent and Tom are Too much
1: praise Vincent, <laughs> Too much praise it's, Yeah we
0: don't deserve this Vince, Vincent and Tom She goes hey i more. Vincent and Tom Are a wonderful team With their honest uh, Knowledgeable And fun interactions Very enjoyable listening It is clear They have a great love Of all movies Good or bad Oh, the bad ones. <laughs> and respect the industry and all who tried to make it happen. Again, uh, mostly respect for most people. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, she has a keep up the great work, three exclamation points. Love it, four exclamation points. Highly <laughs> recommend, two exclamation wow. points.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a lot Loretta. of punctuation, Lorena.
0: <laughs> May <laughs> all of the good things in this world happen to you. That was an unbelievable. That is that is a daily ratings note right there.
1: That's wonderful. So glad there's, you're enjoying it. Once again, yeah, there's got to be something I you don't agree with me on. You know?
0: Yeah, you should have shit on something at least. We would, how could we be upset after that? I
1: know.
0: Uh, wow, hundred dollars with that note. Uh, so happy that you know that you would take the time to do that. So happy that you're enjoying it as, as mm. well too. Again, it's a value for value model, folks. So basically, it's um what value are, are we providing for you? what did you get from this site or the podcast and a uh, hundred dollars from you Loretta we thank you so much you were the sole and executive producer here for this show and folks if you're new at listening or kind of confused at what's going on here this is the producer segment of the podcast and you know Vin and I aren't running off of ads or anything like that advertising basically this is the value for value model and like I just said you're getting value from us the podcast you're checking out the site mm-hmm. if you could just um, you know give us an uh, some kickback and a Whatever donation for that form.
1: means to you, too. It doesn't have to be a hundred bucks, certainly. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? I yeah. mean, hey,
0: if you want to, <laughs> you go for it. But basically what you do is you go to the thedailyratings.com you uh, go to the donations tab, and there you have we have set amounts, we have one-time donations, or we have a weekly and monthly. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that, uh, and then we have the value for value donation, which is any one you want. It's you know if you want to give two dollars, if you want to give forty-two dollars or forty-two dollars <laughs> and two cents, you do whatever you want. Absolutely, and you can s- and set that to a monthly or or again if it's just one time, that would be amazing. And basically, what this is, this segment is thanking you, the producers who helped produce this podcast. Ben and I host the mm-hmm. podcast. And the website you all actually help produce, and it's something that um, you know we're having fun with. It just takes a lot of a lot of time and a little bit of money to keep this going. So all of you who help produce this podcast, we thank you so much. And Loretta, we thank you for being the producer of this episode, and that's a producer credit that goes to you. Now, with that being said, Vin, I think we're going to keep this going here, mm-hmm. and this is our in-theaters now, uh, newly released films, and we're going to go ahead and start with Fresh, mm. which a movie was not on my radar much, but this is kind of a, a, a Sundance darling, right? Yes,
1: yes. Uh, it has uh, got some got some buzz uh, for Sundance uh, back in j- early January, I believe. Um, both of these films that we're covering for the the new release slot are both streaming options, so as always, I like to note, the barrier to entry is very low, uh, so. If this sounds good to you, give it a watch. You know, I mean, you got you got worse things to <laughs> you got worse things to lose. <laughs> right. uh, when it comes to this, uh, fresh is a new movie from new director Mimi Cave. Uh, I believe her first feature film. Uh, she's done a lot of shorts, I believe some music videos. Oh, okay, uh, and also another film that has an opening forty minutes in. Tom, I, I no, I, I swear to God,
0: is this what's is, is, it, it, is this the new thing?
1: It, it makes me wonder. Is Is this a trend forming because television writing and and, and just overall producing type, you know, TV or, or serial type of stories... Is this how they're trying to make almost like that? It is like a proto or a um, pilot type of thing before we get into the movie. I'm not sure. Well, what's the goal there? So, so I, I'm everyone not listening. Sure. So,
0: if you didn't catch the episode, but we did before the zombie special, mm-hmm. when we did drive my car, mm-hmm. we were saying how there's a 40 minute intro. Yep. Basically, and then we just like then then we have the movie starting. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. one does it again. It's only two hours long.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely so, not the three hours of what drive would be my car? the what
0: would be the goal of that. Now, how was this set up? Was it just that we get title sequences coming forty minutes in, or is it like oh no no no? It is forty minutes
1: title, forty minutes in, yeah, and 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 but it's then a, it's, a pretty drastic a tone, yeah. Uh-huh. And I would say I'm 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 a little bit more of a fan with this, uh, and I'll get into the you know the summary of the film in, in a second, just so you have some idea of what Fresh is, but. Again, just a weird thing to note, and especially back-to-back as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a little strange of what we have
0: going on here. Yeah, so I I still don't understand the purpose.
1: I don't understand the purpose. This one I enjoyed just because stylistically it was so drastic, but to be fair, that was the same thing with Drive My Car, and I feel like it didn't work. So
0: So in this one, what's the goal of it? Is it setting up backstory, and then it's just like, okay, now the story starts? Yeah, the or... beginning is
1: setting up a uh, the dating world uh, in modern day, uh, and specifically the dating world through uh, a female, you know, dealing with uh, explicit photos that are sent, uh, you know, un- unwanted or unsolicited, uh, okay. dealing with, uh, you know, kind of nightmare date scenarios, and then eventually uh, serving as a a meet-cute for Sebastian Stan, and, uh, oh, I'm... I'm... Where is she? Or the main, uh, the main actress? Daisy Edgar Jones. There we go. <laughs> but uh, a meet-cute in screenwriting where there has to be a quick, digestible kind of spark to the beginning of a romantic relationship. And I think why I was all right with this Forty-minute prologue, uh, so to speak, uh, is that for this the the, the chemistry on st- on screen between Daisy and and Sebastian really work. It is a enjoyable first forty minutes, and uh, I would say. Very interesting to see for Sebastian Stan, who, of course, we know primarily through being the Winter Soldier in the Marvel Universe, a very different role for him as well, uh, all over this film. So uh, I I was definitely engaged, even though... I mean is the writing the most amazing thing in the first 40 minutes probably not but it almost is intentional to bring your guard down for what this movie becomes because when we really get into this movie it evolves into a very stylish bloody thriller film that is honestly more closely resembles a gender-swapped get-out in structure uh, than, uh, than the actual pitch of this film I would say again I mean, I am always a proponent to not watch the trailer. Unfortunately, the trailer did uh, make me think this film was something else. And if anything, I en- enjoyed what this film really was much more. Uh, where the trailer was focused on, you know, the dating world, the horrors of, right. of Tinder and, and whatnot. Uh, this, the, in reality, again, is a is a much more of a thriller, uh, much that's, more of a slasher, and and really something interesting. That's awesome. At. Yeah. A lot of style from Mimi Cave. Uh, it really came out of it, and you can definitely tell in multiple things, not just music. I think style often gets generalized to just music. Mm-hmm. In a lot of that. Aspects, typography on screen, camera angles, uh, when energy is infused to the, this this thriller plot, the true style that comes through absolutely has to be from Mimi Cave. Uh, so excited to see what's going to be coming down the pipeline. Yeah, from definitely her. more from her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, this is where Sebastian Stan really steps out of his usual. Moody, cool guy persona that we're used to—very quiet and whatnot—and um, he, I mean, he channels his. His inner sociopath. Uh, uh, he creates a very enjoyable villain in this, uh, especially for the type of mental manipulation that takes place, and is is constantly interwoven into his uh, his his lines and his script for the character. If I'm being generous, uh, almost he channels his inner Jack Nicholson uh, ah. and how manic and how how crazy he is on screen. But I, I bring it up as a note because. It's it's not just him acting nuts, you know. What I mean, I think anyone can act nuts and try to do I don't know, you know, their best uh, the best crazy person impression. Right. He's actually there's there's some serious follow through on how he's... he is he's he's layering words. Obviously, that's to the screenplay and the script. But yeah. He's doing a really good job and uh, selling the character. So he's
0: re- he's being a very realistic insane person Mm -hmm. kind of yeah
1: absolutely and I can't stress enough I mean uh, while 40 minutes in while revealing that this is a thriller versus a dating rom-com uh, certainly maybe could dip a little bit more into spoilerly territory for you folks at home I do have to let you know about this though because if I pitch this kind of blindly as a as just a rom-com that goes wrong I think that is not selling you on this film and when I say a bloody thriller I mean a yeah
0: really- and some people like legit, are like oh, I hate sure. the trigger by it, but like some people do definitely like to Absolutely. stay away from that kind of stuff. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I, I am coming out of this enjoying it so, so much more because of what it became. That's but cool, that's yeah. my bag, you know. Sure. Uh, I like horror. I like I like thrillers. So but yeah, that I, I do want to just let, let the folks at home know that usually I try to dance around these things a little bit more. I think it's important you understand what this is and again for the better. For the yeah. absolute better. Uh, once again, uh, something that's uh, spoiled in the trailers. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I hate trailers so goddamn much. Oh,
0: especially the modern day ones. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, I, I, I was revisiting some old trailers. There were some odd, uh, there were some trends. There was some spoilerly stuff in something I watched recently. It was, was it West Side uh, Story? No, no. It was like an old... The
0: K-Mutiny? Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah that's going to be that's you're going to bring that up until I die until Humphrey Bogart comes back and possesses me and next thing you know he's getting all 90s he's getting he's going to hijack the show <laughs> But I don't, I, I, beyond that, I do not want to talk about the story too much because it has some serious punch to the movie's plot. Honestly, I would say leaving it there is probably the best way we can dance around it. I would say a negative for me, oddly enough, is the soundtrack. It's just a way too in your face. Uh, hmm. Some of it passes my usual test of the continuity. It has to be playing in universe, you know. I mean. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, which is which is big for me. Some of it passes it, uh, but again, like always, and maybe uh, this is another opportunity to flesh out my feelings on soundtrack and film. It's no judgment on the choices themselves. It is always about how it is implemented, uh, whether that's implemented in the plot. The world, or just in general, how the songs are being chosen and and sure, in sure. the film. So, if anything, I again, I forget what we were talking about not too many weeks ago. I like the choices here. These are not bad choices. It it does. It, it's just. It's just kind of a little bit of a half pass, half fail. So, uh, last quarter of this film, though, I would say also falls a tiny bit short for me as well. Uh, it's nothing too critical, but I think this is a very solid thriller with style and chemistry on screen. And I think that's really my where I want to focus my my last thoughts for my pitch. It's, it would be one thing if the style was there. Mm-hmm. It'd be one thing if the chemistry and romance is there. But the fact that it juggles both, and I think probably for both of these actors, Daisy and Sebastian, playing a little bit outside of their comfort zone, I think it's it's a pretty solid watch. I was mm. pretty happy with it. So a great first, first swing for director Mimi Cave. I will certainly be paying attention. We're going to go ahead and give Fresh a 68.
0: Oh, 16, not in the 70s, though.
1: Not in the 70s. I'm a like surprised I, by that. Yeah, yeah, you seem to really enjoy it. I do. I did enjoy it. I think, honestly, it, it plays into a little bit of, eh, you know, again, 40 minutes is focused on one thing last ah, quarter yeah, maybe true. is a little bit weaker than what I would have liked so but again there's
0: not a lot left there in a two hour movie then yeah, yeah definitely
1: above average and I would say again this is a first time feature length a movie with this much style I, I, I think that's where I come definitely on cool the higher keep, end of above average
0: definitely keep an eye on Mimi Cave like you said
1: absolutely um, I
0: hope yeah I hope she's giving it it sounds like she is getting attention mm. like it looks like she's getting attention from this and I hope if she has bigger projects that she would like to do yeah uh, given the platform given the budget that would be awesome
1: absolutely and if stream is a oh, this is on hulu if i oh, didn't yeah. mention it yep, yep hulu um is. uh if streaming is a is the spot that we get these types of stories hey. uh you know that would kind of be brushed aside in in a theater experience i say all the better you know good for her
0: love it okay so that's uh, fresh with the 68 mm-hmm. and uh okay here we go with the last film <laughs> we have another sean levy with uh with whatever the hell his name is. And this is The Adam Project. Oh, he
1: goes whatever the We've hell. got the free guy here in this film.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, but The it. Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds here, Vin. I don't know. What do we have?
1: Uh, well, the second round with Sean Levy. Uh, last time, uh, like like he said, it was free guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now this... Uh, and, and really, his partnership with Reynolds seems to be just getting started. Uh, after this, if I see correctly, there is he is set to do Deadpool 3, which, of course, is the main vehicle of Ryan Reynolds. These two
0: are really hitting it off. Yeah. Because uh, Free I, Guy came out in 2021, mm-hmm, summer, mm-hmm. and then this is coming out already.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wonder what's being crafted there. I mean, clearly, they, they love working together, uh, and I, I guess I can support it. I mean, again, I wasn't too much of a fan of Free Guy, but there is kind kind <laughs> of a, a visual language between these two films. The type of action is again one of the few positive things I said about Free Guy. There's an excessiveness to it and in that excessiveness it slightly has its own style. Uh, slightly. It's, no, I would say it's <laughs> so. the
0: one thing you gave Free Guy 31%, <laughs> but the thing you did say good about it was kind of the
1: action. And it am keeping did, me honest. This it did kind of look cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with the Adam Project, what, what is the film about exactly? What do we have? Yeah, here?
1: so uh, the Adam Project is a, a time travel adventure uh, movie. Uh, this is on Netflix, uh, so we're covering the Netflix angle. Uh, starring Ryan Reynolds in the year 2050 as Adam. And travels back in time to his 12-year-old self, Adam, to fight for a better future. Adventure movie is really the genre here. Adventure action. So I'm not saying it has to be... You know, so amazing in the pitch. What really unfolds is the action and 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 in comedy adventure as well. Because uh, again, Ryan Reynolds' comedy is on display here. I will say not to unjustly <laughs> unjustly <laughs> crucify Ryan Reynolds, but Ryan Reynolds is not terrible in this film. Not like Free Guy. Mainly, uh, and and I'll say once again, just more so calling back to the last episode that I that we that we did Free Guy with. He is playing an open character you know there is no <laughs> there's no gag reflex to trying to think about <laughs> why Ryan Reynolds is cracking jokes like Ryan Reynolds you know right. obviously yeah. this Adam character is open enough as a palette so it works you know uh, so i'm i'm fine with the implementation there because it's it's his character is Ryan Reynolds in 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 a lot of ways and and to be fair i think a, a big highlight for me with this film is Believe it or not, the emotion he brings, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, yes. Uh, the emotion he brings is fairly solid. The the, the movie has some heart to it, uh, and it's around a shared loss between both of the Adams, old Adam and young Adam. I think it's, it's, it's actually he's actually credited as a big Adam. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was funny. And and this right here is, I think, where. I would lean into a recommendation slightly for it. There are some real tearjerker moments by the razzle-dazzle at the end. uh, And I have to be fair, it was fairly effective. I think if it was anyone else, I don't think I would have been... I wouldn't be giving this praise because, to me, Ryan Reynolds is not a dramatic actor. So, though maybe it was a little bit of tonal whiplash to... Get these kind of tearjerker moments in our very Ryan Reynolds comedy action adventure film. Mm-hmm. I think it, it shows a slight bit of depth uh, and, and clearly maybe some care putting it's, into crafting something new. Yeah, and know? it
0: succeeded. It sounded like it succeeded yeah, and didn't exactly. it do a fail, which maybe you would just assume that it would.
1: Exactly. Uh, I, I will say it was it was, it was was effective. Um, on the other hand, though, uh, this movie has a cardinal sin and that's bad kid oh, acting. Oh, I was going to ask Walker mm.
0: Scobell as young Adam.
1: I know. I don't want to tear the kid apart. <laughs> oh, boy. The kid is trying to do an impression <laughs> of Ryan Reynolds in his performance and Ryan Reynolds type jokes Uh, very quick wit very manic yeah Um, yeah Only
0: one Ryan Reynolds.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and it's very simply not good. (laughs) I I will say I don't want to rip into the performance too much because very clearly the kid is not coming with the agency as a young actor to say, "Yeah, I want to try something creative here," and and you know I'm supposed to be playing a younger version of him. Let me try to you know emulate or mimic his talking style. Right. Clearly, that's not his choice. Clearly, that blame of the failure of how it sounds in the film falls on the production team falls on maybe a little bit sean levy as the director uh i i don't want to dig in too much for the criticism because again it is a kid actor yeah but he I, sucked I, yeah it was a hard <laughs> pill to swallow it, it was, was bad, a huh? re- and and he gets a lot of screen time in the beginning too so i think there's a there's a, a probably you know you look at netflix stats there's probably gonna be a lot of shutoffs you know his 30 <laughs> minutes on this. oh the
0: poor kid I know. Oh man.
1: But I, for real, let's let's say this kid grows up and he becomes an Oscar actor or anything like that. You know what I mean? My my criticism here is yes, it's towards the kid, but I really think the blame falls on the production behind it. Does that make sense? Oh, I I think that's balanced.
0: You're trying to save yourself from child abuse. <laughs>
1: It is child abuse. He was terrible.
0: He was child abuse, and we're trying to go easy on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, but he wasn't good. He wasn't, he's not the best kid actor. Look, it's <laughs> very difficult to be, have good kid actors, so he's just, you know, he's mm-hmm. one of the many. He's just, he did, but you know, hey, yeah. Maybe in another role. <coughs> I don't know. we we'll again,
1: see. And, and if I'm correct, this is his first, uh, I think, as well. Like, he I think hasn't it might be. If anything, anything else. it might be one of his first. He oddly looked familiar, uh, but uh, yeah. Just another kid actor. It's tough. It's acting tough. in and, the wind. And, and Cardinal is really what well, it is Well,
0: maybe, maybe, like you said, maybe it was production. Maybe it was like, who knows, people in production trying to push him in a certain way, of the director. Or trying it's to definitely like, a why, deliberate Be a effort. little bit more Ryle Reynoldsy or something yeah. like that. I don't know. If, if the kid wants to donate in and write a note to us. <laughs> And explain the situation. I love it. We'd we'd take it.
1: Explain it to us. (laughs) Turn this movie around. Turn this boat around. Uh, The time travel is absolute nonsense, Uh, (laughs) especially in screenwriting. Uh, I am a strong believer that time travel is almost never uh, done well, or when it's trying to be done seriously, it is a huge pitfall, because time travel by its very essence, is nonsense. Primer, for for time travel uh, <laughs> plot device fans out there, Primer is always going to be king for me. If you are a fan of mm. time travel and never seen Primer, watch Primer right now. Get a notepad out uh, and have a ball with that film. Uh, That's cool. Oh, man. I love Primer. Uh, but uh, so normally Not I... Cloud I Atlas, I... huh? <laughs> You're bringing, them, you're bringing the heat. Oh, I can't keep up. Yeah, how many How many times do you think we've mentioned Cloudat? We've mentioned Cloud- it, I think Cloudat is, is going to get special of its own. He's been I mentioned almost half the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was listening to an old one recently, and I think we mentioned it again over there. It's because nobody likes it, and we do. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> true. Anyway, sorry. No, but um, normally, my, my point in bringing this all up is normally I do not – find value in criticizing it because if a film tries to be serious, it's definitely not going to work. And most films understand that they're not going to live up to those expectations, so they make a joke out of it. They de-emphasize it. Um, This film falls into the pitfall of trying to de-emphasize it, trying to have very fast hand movements around the tech, the science of time Mm -hmm. travel, but the plot is constantly bringing it back up. The science of it is the plot. And the fact that we get... Early on in the film, Ryan Reynolds constantly brushing across and, and brushing by concepts that characters are bringing up in the film. Uh, I was bring, uh, bringing up in my head as far as a viewing audience. Concepts like meeting yourself and, and changing the past. It's all brushed, uh, brushed across so casually. And it's so diminishing to say uh don't worry about this audience however the main plot is constantly getting knee deep into the specifics of how the time travel works to the point that there's professor characters and they're trying to be highbrow about it and i say you can't have both no you can know, you, you can't. cannot have both you can't
0: split the baby you got to pick one you pick can't. a lane you got to yes. pick a lane
1: you know it, it's it's the fact that even in let's let's look at just the film itself you know I'll, I'll take my bias aside for you know my preference of, of time travel and, and screenwriting. I'm telling you, the fact that the film spends time saying, don't worry about this audience, and then the main through line is getting very, very deep into the specifics of how the science is working, it all doesn't work as a result and really has shot this film. Anything I would say about the emotional beats about this, and I really stress that as for a dumb blockbuster, it did really have some good emotional beats. It It, it is sunk because of this... Mishandling uh, mm. of what it thinks it's fast and loose with, but then it, it really just gets down in the weeds with. Okay. Does that make sense? No, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, bottom line, I would say I am as lukewarm as can be. The film has heart and emotional through line to the plot, and certainly there is a razzle dazzle in that. Razzle dazzle is maybe something I would like to d- dive in more of why I think it's just used as manipulation for the audience uh, in <laughs> films, especially
0: Sean Levy films. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, for real, uh, but uh, I-, I would say the wrapping around that is so so inconsequential, so blockbuster, so wannabe blockbuster because this is a Netflix release, <laughs> uh, and, and and the writing itself just makes me turn my brain off. I say that is toxic for the emotional beats, as good as they were, if my brain's off by that point. I'm not absorbing it, and it's not hitting like it should. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give The Atom Project a 51.
0: 51.
1: Just over the curve. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, I might be straight 50 on this. Yeah, I know. Um, I,
1: was, I was tempted to give straight 50. If anything, to kind of set what a modern-day blockbuster is, You know what I would consider just like, oh, just this is
0: this, you know, yeah, no, middle it, of the
1: road. But it does have a tiny bit of merit.
0: Okay, very good. Yeah. Uh, and 51, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. It's, I guess unsurprising unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um it's good that uh, you know we had a good one in fresh kind of be a, a positive yeah, one. A- a- enjoyable stylized. They yeah. certainly had
1: style as well,
0: but... but but yeah, 51 for 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 the Adam project. Mm-hmm. And uh hey, the kid acting, it's okay. Sorry Walker, we're kind of beating you up a little <laughs> bit. I'm sure you were better than Mark Ruffalo though. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Tom's
1: got a, a, a vendetta with Ruffalo. No. So. <laughs>
0: I just don't like him at all. Okay. <laughs> but okay, so 51 for the Adam Project, Finn, Is there anything else you'd like to add, or are we going to roll credits here on this one?
1: Uh, no, I think... Uh, it, well, I mean, I guess if we could we could end with the, the, the concept of... Tom, what do you think is my, my best picture? Oh my
0: pictures? gosh, that's right. <laughs> okay, so I think... I mean, it's going to I'll give you
1: two. I'll give you think what I think is going to win, and I think what I want to win.
0: Okay, what I think you think... What you want to win might be Belfast. Okay, all right. What you... What probably... What you think is going to win? I don't know. I just think it's going to come down to either Dune... I hope it's either dune or licorice pizza. Okay, okay. And I think I think you think it's going to be one of those.
1: Uh I think it's going to be Belfast. Uh Oh, really? Uh yes. I I want it to be Dune. You actually had it backwards. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, still I mean obviously represent uh, the the high ratings uh, that I've given both oh, of those yeah, yeah, films, yeah. but yeah, I would say... I mean, I, I
0: love... I mean, personally, I mean, that would be great if Dune won. I, exactly. I would love it if Dune won. Oh, my... And for Denny a, to tr- get it too. A dream
1: come true. Sci-fi in the Oscars, it's, you know, it's like... Yeah, and, you know, get, Denny, and get
0: Denny on the board for that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, Not that we care about the Oscars here. We are talking about it. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, so... I, and
1: I think, it, uh, uh, you know, but you think I, Belfast, really. I, I, I hope Belfast. Uh, I think Belfast is just so much of a personal story for uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, but think about uh, the Oscars. Yeah. you know, Think in, about the Oscars. The nightmare, actually I'll add a third to that, the nightmare choice is either Power the Dog or Drive My Car.
0: So I was going to say, I think, I think more realistically, yeah. it might be between those two. Yeah, which is pro- a shame. Would, I would assume Power the Dog. Yeah. yeah. And then other than that, yeah, because I don't think it's going to be Licorice Pizza. Mm. But I, we th- cool. I kind of yeah. Honestly, if Dune doesn't get it, I would love if the yeah, got it. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: But we'll see. The question is, do we really care? No,
1: no, no. I don't. I, <laughs> I will, definitely ca- do. Yeah, I mean, I'll care if you know. i maybe gamble on Nightmare it, Alley gets it.
0: <laughs> you know, something like that. That would be ridiculous. Like, you know, let's give another one of that guy. Really, um, <laughs> Tom's
1: secondary <Ben laughs> with Guillermo del <Totoro. laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but uh, I mean, still, it, it, as much as we hate. It's fun to at least talk about. And, yeah, and kind of shit uh, bottom on a line, bit.
1: it's news, and it is the news for a lot of people. And and if anything, I mean, I it's I watched a lot of movies. Because uh, they were nominated, that I normally wouldn't, and that is good for the podcast, good for talking about it, and good for toning in what I even like.
0: Yeah, you know? and it's what the daily ratings are all about. You know what we're trying to build here. You know we're hoping to do this for years for everybody listening. We really do. We want we want to do this for years and mm-hmm. eventually build up. And not too long of a time, we're going to have a thousand films on the site. Uh, we're going to have a decent amount of audio audio to those and big boy. And you know we want to grow and grow and grow. And maybe one day, who knows? Maybe be a little bit. Bigger, far-reaching, get Mm -hmm. a team behind us and be something important. We think there's a lot of bad, just unrepresentative information out there with Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with with an IMDb. It's just like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes getting picked up by everything, most of all because they're owned by people like NBC Studios and Mm -hmm. and these major corporations. So you're going to see them propping up. And it's really not doing a good justice Mm -hmm. for people's, you know— they're not good ratings.
1: Yeah. Half of these movies were 90s uh, on round That's tomatoes. ridiculous. Yeah. It's
0: so ridiculous. And, and what,
1: what direction does that give you as a watching audience? You know, there's no there's no judgment to style, to tone, to genre, you know?
0: It seems like, yeah, they're just trying to pump out numbers and be part of the culture. and, be, and Pump out numbers and pump out numbers. Where we're trying to be like, you know, people who actually enjoy film. Mm-hmm. You actually enjoy film. And these are ratings for people who are interested actually for real answers when yeah. it comes to that kind of stuff. Yep. And for those of people who just want to stop by once in a while and check out a film, don't listen to the whole podcast. Sure. You know, that's why we have the time codes on the podcast and everything like that, the website, uh, and that's what we love about it. But, Vin, we thank you for stopping by. Folks at home, we're going to run through this one more time. We have West Side Story, the 1961, at an 81%. The new West Side Story by Steven Spielberg with a 65%. We have CODA with a 61 Fresh with a 68 and The Adam Project with a 51%. We thank you so much of you for listening. We thank you for a producer of this show, and we'll see you next week on the Daily Ratings Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast if you would, give us a good rating or tell a friend about us. If you're wondering if a film is worth a watch or if you'd just like to see more movie ratings from Vince, be sure to stop by the where we have our ever-expanding catalog of films. Also, if you found value in the podcast or our site, Become a producer and go to the donations tab on thedailyratings.com. You can donate whatever amount of value you feel you received from us. You'll get a producer mention on the next podcast episode too. We're looking to build this into something large and great, but also be independent from those corporate sponsors. So we greatly appreciate any support from you all. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on the Daily Ratings Podcast.